0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films, every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Boycotts have long been a tool used by Americans rallying for political change from civil rights leaders to anti-apartheid. Activists. But in recent years, 33 US states have introduced anti boycott legislation or executive orders designed to penalize individuals and companies who choose to boycott Israel due to its human rights record. In the documentary film by Julia Basha, Boycott, she looks at cases involving a news publisher in Arkansas, an attorney in Arizona, and a speech therapist in Texas whose careers are threatened by the harsh measures of these new laws. Again, the film is called Boycott, and we're fortunate to have back with us to uh, Film School Radio, Julia Basha. Julia, welcome back to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you, Mike, for having me back.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. You were on for uh, Boutras before, and what a terrific film that was. And I'm so glad you're back for Boycott, because this is something that I think for the most part is flying under the radar for most Americans we're concerned about insurrections and coups and other things and the environment collapsing. And But this is fundamental, absolutely fundamental to the United States as a functioning democracy. Uh, the idea of being prevented from a, being able to carry out your own political decisions about who you choose and why you choose to not only spend your money, but where you want to put your resources. Uh, this is fundamental to our democracy. What was it about this Issue of BDS, and we'll get into what that means in a second. But what inspired you to move forward with this?
1: I've been working with the team at Just Vision for 17 years now. And uh, Just Vision is a media organization that is focused on Palestinians and Israelis who are using nonviolent resistance to end the occupation and build a future of pluralism and equality on the ground. So over the course of these 17 years, we've made several documentary films and we have been witnessing as efforts to penalize, to punish, to repress activists on the ground in Israel and Palestine are now being adopted internationally in Europe and America, making it hard in our case for Americans to be able to advocate for Palestinian human rights. The latest iteration of that Uh, repression are these anti-boycott bills and the moment that we learned that they were passing uh, across the country with very little resistance, with bipartisan support and with near silence from the media about it, we knew we needed to tell the story. It's a story that uh, cuts to the heart of the ability of Americans to organize, advocate and create change on a myriad of issues. You mentioned earlier that we're dealing with a climate collapse, the way that climate activists in this country are trying to fight back. uh, One of the ways, a very important way is through boycotts, through divesting from fossil fuels. And if we don't have the right to do that, then fighting against climate change becomes much harder. That's why it's really critical uh, that Americans learn about what is happening right now in state legislatures so that by the time we are paying attention, we haven't already lost uh, that formidable tool uh, to create change that has been used uh, so effectively historically.
0: This is something that for people like myself and you, it sounds like, we we try to keep our eyes and on the on the prize essentially. In terms of our ability to, to affect change in our society, it's becoming increasingly more difficult. In addition to voter suppression and gerrymandering, stacking the electoral system with, with ideologues, the court system, there are just so many things that are kind of stacking up against our ability to, in a very positive and nonviolent way, affect change. And this is one of them. This is truly one of them. So let's define what BDS means. What does that stand for?
1: So BDS stands for Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions. And it is a movement that started by Palestinian civil society in 2005 when they made a call to the international community to withhold support from Israel until it abides by international law and respects the human rights of Palestinians. They modeled their call on the movement against Uh, Apartheid in South Africa, uh, which effectively contributed to ending uh, apartheid in that country over the course of um, many decades uh, of organizing, and particularly organizing in university campuses in America. And so, what we see right now are Palestinians saying to the international community, We no longer have uh, mechanisms through, let's say, the United Nations Security Council or through power, uh, powerful countries like the United States or Great Britain to hold Israel accountable to its violations of international laws. So we Palestinians are coming to the international community and asking you to take action. And the action we want you to take is withdraw your support, meaning through boycotts, uh, divestments and demanding sanctions from your government until... Ah, uh, Palestinian human rights are respected. And um I think that that is a, a strategy that has worked historically on in many contexts. We've obviously have the extraordinary civil rights, Uh, movement in the United States, that boycott was at its core, uh, including the bus boycotts, including um, a very important boycott that we talk about in our film, which uh, took place in Mississippi, which were the boycotts against white businesses by the population of Port Gibson, who was seeking to steal the the remains of uh, Jim Crow in their area. And uh, that boycott in Port Gibson, actually ended up taking the issue of the right to boycott all the way to the Supreme Court. And uh, what the Supreme Court determined in that case was that boycotts are protected under the First Amendment and that the the population in that case of Port Gibson and the NAACP, which was the organization that called for that boycott uh, at the time, could not be held liable for damages because boycotting is a form of speech. Um, and so what we're seeing right now is an attempt to undo the rights that were gained by Americans, particularly Black Americans, to advocate using the, the power of their purse in the pockets and saying, we are not going to give money to institutions, to systems that treat us as second-class citizens. And that's the tool that Palestinians are asking now the international community to use to help them.
0: One of the things that comes to mind watching boycott, and that is the idea of vigilance, that these are rights that have been affirmed for many decades. And you mentioned the Martin Luther King-led boycott of the transportation system in Montgomery, Alabama which led to really one of the most significant um, campaigns in the history of civil rights in this country and how there are people who are constantly pressuring the system to close down these avenues of protest. And this is another example. I mean, this is an example that, as you have in the film, you have a number of people. I do want to talk about some of the people in the film, at the least of which Bart Hester. I really want to kind of talk about him for a minute. But just in terms of we continue to relitigate, we continue to fight. And I've been saying this for a while. This is kind of my thing. We're still fighting the Civil War. We really are. And if if January 6th wasn't evidence enough of that, I don't know what else to tell you. We're fighting against a sort of a, a cadre, a, a, a strata of society that really doesn't really believe in freedom and liberty and the ability to affect change in a positive and nonviolent way. So let's, having said that, let's talk about Bart Hester, a man who believes in Jesus. God bless him for that. I don't have any problem with that. But the idea of church church and state separation is something that apparently he skipped that particular lesson in, in school completely. In fact, he's re- inverted it. If you will, in terms of how he sees it. Let's talk about him because he is one of the primary people in the film, but also what did he do in the state of Arkansas?
1: So, Bart Hester is a Republican in the state Senate of uh, Arkansas. He uh, is the lead Republican and was the co sponsor of the uh, anti boycott bill. And um, as you mentioned, Senator Hester has a very particular understanding of the separation of church and state, which was quite revelatory for me, where he believes that that separation is meant to protect the church from state interference, as opposed to protecting the state from church interference. And so he speaks very openly about the fact that uh, he hopes that his religious beliefs inform everything that he does, including all of the policies that he passes. I think that that's a phenomenon that we are seeing increasingly in America right now, where there is um, a a strong conservative Christian evangelical core group of elected officials uh, that are intent on bringing their religion to bear on how we are able to organize our lives and whether we have control of uh, where we spend our money. Or what we do with our bodies as women. And I think that this is um, a really shocking reality that, you know, I, I think the vast majority of people are beginning to come to terms with it. But the, I think we're almost catching up and it's a little bit too late uh, because a lot of damage has already been done. But I do think that he uh, he's not an outlier right? He represents a a pretty significant, unfortunate portion of our legislators right now. And uh, after four years under uh, President Trump, an increasingly uh, number of people occupying positions of power in uh, the legislative, in the the judicial branch. And so, you know, we like to think that there's always going to be the recourse of the courts, and that the courts will go back and uh, and ensure that we we can keep our rights. But um, the Trump administration did stack federal courts and including appellate courts across the country. It's a scary moment because I think we are increasingly seeing the attempt to now take laws like the anti-boycott law to the courts. Uh, in the hope that the courts will overturn this. Uh, But then you arrive at the courts and you find judges such as one that is sitting in the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals right now, who is a Trump appointee, who is um, uh, Judge Cobes. He's someone who was appointed straight from being an advisor to an elected official, who was the co-author of the federal anti-boycott bill, so he was an advisor on writing the federal anti-boycott bill, and now he's sitting as a, as an appellate court judge, having to decide if the anti-boycott law is constitutional or not. So we're we're in a very fragile uh, situation right now.
0: Yeah. Without it getting too far into the weeds, this goes back to a concerted strategy, and rightly or wrongly, however you feel about people who believe that restricting our civil rights is the right thing. They've been very strategic in terms of uh, back in 2010, really a lot of money was spent on taking over state houses all across the country. The Koch brothers spent a lot of money putting in governors and state legislatures that were able then to essentially start the process of gerrymandering their states. And then they were putting in these repressive laws. So this has been a systematic way of going about essentially engineering Minority rule in this country, and we are beginning to really feel the effects. As you mentioned, the Texas law restricting a woman's right to an abortion, and many others. And this there is also something I remember when Oprah Winfrey was sued by the meat industry for disparaging meat on her program. Yes, this is in that same vein of restricting our ability to essentially speak out as c- citizens. These laws while they may eventually be found to be unconstitutional and i hope they will i certainly think they should are becoming more and more and more of barriers impeding us from affecting positive change and this is certainly one of them but without we putting aside bart hester there are some real heroes in this film Alan uh, leverett uh, mahia is it mali
1: bahia amawi
0: uh, and others, Vince Warren, even Rabbi Barry Block, who is a very strong supporter of Israel. Who would you like to talk about in terms of Brian Haas? Who would yeah. you like to talk about in terms of the people that we can we can talk about that we feel good about?
1: Exactly. I think the thing to say, you know, we've painted a very dire um, uh, and pessimistic picture so far in our conversation. Yes, we have. But, I don't mean. But so what much. is truly extraordinary? Yes. about the story are yes. that um, there are individuals out there and you know many Americans of different political persuasion come from different backgrounds who have seen how dangerous these laws are yeah. and who have taken steps to try to challenge them despite uh, some pretty significant hardships caused in their lives. And so I think what we have seen over and over again around the world and certainly in the United States is that people are willing to fight for what's right. And the film is, Boycott is really a film about those people. It's, it's a celebration of the enormous courage and drive that human beings have to do what's right, even when it means that it can cause personal harm to them. So we have in the film three plaintiffs who decide to take their respective states to uh, the courts, to challenge the anti-boycott law. These were people who were directly affected by either being fired from their jobs or having their businesses put in precarious financial uh, situation because they refused to sign the anti-boycott pledge. They looked at this and they said, no, we're not going to sign this. We know that historically this is wrong and it's up to us to take a stand right now. And then you have people like Brian House, who is the attorney at the ACLU. Obviously, the ACLU, you know, through the four years under the Trump administration, uh, played some a pretty heroic role in our country trying to maintain some basic line of, of, of vicinity in our country. And in this case, again, they're showing up. Brian House is uh, the chief litigator in many of these cases. You know, Vince Warren, you mentioned, who is Uh, executive director of the Center for Constitutional Rights, who's also very involved in this. Dima Halidi, who appears very briefly, but it's another huge uh, person in this fight. She's the executive director of Palestine Legal, uh, who has been fighting for the right of Americans to be able to advocate for Palestinian human rights from a lot before um, even the ACLU paid attention to this. And so there there is an enormous amount of, of individuals and institutions who are ready to to fight for this. And I think what we're hoping the film will do is show people that things are tough, but there are people willing to fight. And if we join them, if we support them, we can win.
0: There is the one attorney who, I can't remember who said it, but, and this is just absolutely true. And that is, it wouldn't take more than changing 10 words in these boycott, anti-boycott laws to affect anything that the in that the people who were in favor of these laws would be appalled at it wouldn't take anything change 10 words in in the in the text of these laws and you've completely flipped the whole script on all of it i i'm 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 so grateful for uh, for documentary films like boycott because it is an important issue but one again I, I hate to say this but it's one of those that in the pantheon of things that keep my hair on fire uh, it's one of them, but it, you know, I'm more worried about, I mean, I'm worried about the planet catching fire, I guess is what I should say, mm-hmm. but this is important. This truly is important. And it's in some ways, once we get on the right side of the legal system with this, once they get on the right side, it should be a slam dunk. It shouldn't be a problem. Hopefully moving forward, we need to work on it.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah. and it's and, and just to, to, to emphasize, you know, if we are worried about you know, the world catching fire which I am too. We need to ensure that we have the tools to be able to fight that's so right. that the world doesn't catch fire. That's
0: right, right? And You're I think right. That's,
1: that's yeah. what this film is about. It's like, yes. are we gonna have the tools to fight for the things that we are desperately concerned about? Exactly. Um, and, you know, I will say that the idea that this is a template is no longer theoretical, sadly. Uh, Texas earlier this year passed a law that says, specifically using the words of the NTBDS bill, that if you are divesting from fossil fuels, you can no longer get public contracts with the state of Texas, so the, the work of decades of activists in Texas that got big banks and big uh, companies to finally accept that climate change is real and that they should do something as part of their um, ethics as a a company, now is in danger because now these companies are gonna have to make the decision am I gonna lose all my contracts that I have of the state of Texas in order to fight climate change? so the calculus for these companies now uh, is is much more significant and so that's that's why this is this is so critical for people to pay attention to
0: i swear texas is turning into a third world country in in terms of the way it governs and its behavior is just i mean i'm not i love texans i know lots of texans who are great people and all but my god what is happening in that state that is just it seems like It has become a petri dish for the worst kind of legislative action. The film, again, is called Boycott. And be looking for Boycott. And uh, thank you.
1: you (laughs) Anything else to add? Yeah, no, the last thing to add is, as you said, um, the way for people to know when we're coming to your city is to go to our website at justvision.org. So that's j-u-s-t v-i-s-i-o-n.org, and there you'll be able to find out when we're coming. You can sign up to our newsletter. Uh, We are planning to bring this film to communities across the country over uh, this coming year, Um, and I want to ensure that as many people as possible can engage with it and and get uh, active on it.
0: This is a grassroots movement. This is a grassroots film, and I think it will play very well with people who who gather together because this is important. As you just mentioned, it's about Israel. It could be about anything else that doesn't fit the worldview of some pretty awful people. And uh, we don't want that to happen. Justvision.org backslash boycott will take you directly to the site, but justvision.org. There's there's other films there to be be checked out. So uh, Julia Basha, thank you so very much for your time today here on Film School Radio.